Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Last Line Soccer Podcast, presented to you by Prime Focus Goalkeeping and the Beautiful Game Network. We want to take some time real quick to thank our sponsors for everything they do for us. Prime Focus Goalkeeping is a brand dedicated to bringing goalkeepers of all ages, top quality gloves and apparel, as well as educational goalkeeping content via our social media pages at Prime Focus GK and YouTube channel, the Prime Focus Goalkeeping channel, as well as plenty of interviews on our blog, which you can check out on our website at www.primefocusgoalkeeping.com. We also need to thank the Beautiful Game Network, Roughneck Scars, and Golden Gold Press for giving us a platform to reach more soccer fans and talk with more great soccer minds. Check out the website, www.bgn.fm, for more great podcasts and written content. And without further ado, let's get into our next episode. All right, welcome back to the latest episode of the Last Line Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Miller, goalkeeper for the Charlotte Independence. And today we've got a very exciting guest. I'm really excited for you guys to hear about his journey, um, hear a little bit, a bit about his goalkeeping insight. Uh, so without further ado, uh, the latest signing for the Michigan Stars, uh, my man John Hollinger. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, I want, I'm excited to have you on. Obviously, we've trained together before here in Charlotte. Um, so, you know, I've seen you play. I, I've seen the quality that you have. But I wanted to, I wanted people to get to know who you are a little bit, um, you know, behind the scenes, a little, get to know a little bit more about your goalkeeping journey. Um, so I think you have a, a pretty uh, inspirational story. And so I wanted, I wanted, I wanted our listeners to be able to hear that and understand, um, you know, just some of the different journeys that, that, that happen throughout professional soccer, specifically in goalkeeping. So, um, let's start off. Let's just get a little little background about who you are, where you're from, and how you got into goalkeeping. I guess. Yeah, so um, I'm from uh, Fairfax, Virginia, Northern Virginia, um, but I was born in Maryland uh, and moved to Northern Virginia when I was four. So, uh, you know, that area, they call it the DMV because it's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So it's, uh, you know, and all in close proximity and um, yeah, I mean, in, in regards to, you know, getting started with soccer and goalkeeping, um, it wasn't until I was nine years old where my dad, like, uh, wanted me to, you know, just be in sports and everything. Um, me and my, I have a twin brother. Uh, so like, we were always just like, so energetic and everything. So like, um, yeah, he just put us in, in, in rec soccer because like, uh, just, just for an outlet to put our, our energy in and everything so um yeah I just gravitated towards the position and I every sport that I you know was playing I always wanted to be kind of like the uh, I guess you could say like the leadership or the the different uh positions so like in baseball I wanted to be the pitcher and you know in, in, fo- in American football I wanted to be you know the quarterback so in soccer I just wanted to be the goalkeeper so yeah I was about nine years old where um, me and my brother, we, we joined our first local team. Uh, and, uh, yeah, right in the beginning, I, I was goalkeeper. So I think yeah, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. You're the first person that's ever explained DMV to me. Um, and so that's, <laughs> that's a great start. Yeah. Um, I, I've always seen it and, and just, you know, that's just the area. That's just what they call it. Um, but I never really knew why. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the beginning of, of your soccer career. Like you, I'm assuming you played in high school, played club soccer and, um, you know, moved on from there. So what, what was, 
I guess, what was the, the process like there from going from, from high school soccer and moving on? Yeah, so going on from high school, um, uh, I was playing for, like, my travel teams. You know, um, Premier AC was the biggest first uh, travel team that I was playing for in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, the owner of the club is Bill Hamid's dad. So like uh, for me, like that was really cool because like um, he would give me advice based on like, um, you know, my potential um, and what he saw from me and, and kind of compare it to how Bill was when he was growing up my age, about 14 and 15 years old. Um, and then he helped me get into the, the DC United Academy when I was 15. It was called, it was like a pre-academy at the time. and um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I wasn't even getting games when I was at the DC United Academy. I was just training, but I knew that, like, for me, that was amazing for me, just being exposed at that, you know, very high level um, and just training uh, at a high level every single day and um, becoming more independent, I would say, too, because um, after, like, my high school sports, I would, you know, take the metro, the train, like, 45 minutes to an hour to DC um, train at their facilities RFK and then just do it all the way back home um, by myself um, so yeah and then after that I knew I really needed to get games because I wanted to play uh, division one college soccer or at least college soccer at a high level because I wanted to play at the professional level you know um, when I was training with DC United Academy they would allow us to be ball boys for the games so I was every time they gave us that opportunity I said yeah I'll be a ball boy and every time I was like all right I'm going behind Bill Hamid's net and just gonna watch him you know and it was amazing it was amazing experience for like a 14 15 year old because like you know you see you know like we're, we're in RFK stadium you know you know 10 20,000 fans I guess that's not so many for MLS but um, and, you know, I, I see Bill Hamid right in front of me playing, learning from him. I, my mom is over in the stands as well. I'm like, man, one day I want to be right on the pitch. You know, I'm behind it right now. So, um, yeah, so I knew that, like, college soccer, at least for me here in America, I thought that could be, a, you know, a good stepping stone for me. Um, so um, I decided to move to Potomac Academy, uh, which is in Maryland, Um they no longer exist. I think it's called Bethesda only, but, uh, you know, in, in order to get games and get seen by colleges, you know? Um, so yeah, it was kind of a long process, you know, after playing games with them, um, and, uh, going down to the, the, the there was a showcase that we played in Florida. Um, I got seen by a, a, a couple colleges, um, but it was very late, you know, for me, because like I, I got a lot of offers from D3, um, but really none from D1. Um, and uh, it wasn't until like even after the spring of my senior year where uh, Canisius College in Buffalo, they they needed another goalkeeper and they reached out to me and, and gave me an offer. So, um yeah, it was very late in the process for me, you know, I think it was because it wasn't really until um, my senior year where I was playing games, uh, a lot of games and, and getting more seen and everything. So, um, 
yeah, I had never heard of Canisius College. It's a, it's a small D1 school in Buffalo um, until I got that email. Um, so yeah, um, that was kind of my process going in, uh, you know, from high school up through college. What was what was that like for you? You know, you say it was kind of late and you didn't, you know, you had gotten offers, but um, you didn't really make that decision until like later in your senior year. I know a lot of kids, especially, you know, nowadays, a lot of kids want to, you know, make that decision as early as possible, sophomore year, junior year. Like, What was uh, what was the was it like, was it a conscious decision by you? Did you feel like you just weren't getting the offers you wanted and you just wanted to be more patient? What was what was that like? Yeah, I mean, I even made some verbal commitments to two D3 schools and, and, and then had to back out pretty much, you know, because, um, you, uh, and, and for me, like, I, looking back at it now, and I guess any advice I'd give to anyone is like, really, it doesn't matter necessarily if you're playing at, you know, a top D1 school or even a D1 school for your freshman year or your sophomore year, you know, it's, it's fine to go whether you know everyone has their own path it's fine to you know play division two or naia you know for your freshman or sophomore year and then you know move up you know i think development as a goalkeeper is big for 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 getting games you know so i would definitely say just don't worry you know anyone who's who's trying to thinking about committing super early um you know don't worry i mean like it's kind of hard i guess like with the pressures in high school but it's like you really don't need to um, play at the highest, you know, colleges in, in your freshman and sophomore year. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of stories where guys go, you know, NAIA or JUCO or even D2 um, and then, you know, transfer after their second year. You know, I know Tim Melia did that as well. He played, you know, not that high in college as well. And he's been one of the best goalies in MLS. So, um yeah yeah I mean I think you can look at our national team goalkeeper right now perfect example yeah did not play didn't play at a um a really high division one level and uh you know bounced around a little bit after after college and you know played in in the lower divisions in U.S. soccer and now you know he's starting for the national team so I mean like you said everyone has their own path and that's why you know it's big for me for for our listeners and anyone that we, we reach to, to hear that and hear it, not just from myself or not just from like one goalkeeper, but to hear it from multiple goalkeepers to understand, like you don't have to rush it. Um, you don't have to panic. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be different. Your path has been different. It's different than my path, which is different than every other goalkeeper's path. Like it's not, it's never going to be easy, but you've got to, if you're confident in, in your ability and you know what you want to get done and you want to achieve, then I think you've just got to kind of stay the course and, and figure it out for yourself. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about your time at, at Canisius. Um, I know a little bit about Canisius, you know, having played in Rochester and, and knowing a little bit about some of the schools up there. And um, what, what was it like? Um, what was your college soccer experience like? Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it was um, it was really good, you know, uh, you know, to start and, and be an 18 year old playing with, you know, 22, 23 year olds and competing with that. Um, and, you know, from like we for me, like it, it, it wasn't necessarily the best experience in regards to like playing games and stuff, because I was always. Um, you know, whether that was competing for the starting spot or a lot of, for majority of my career, I wasn't even playing that many games at, at Canisius College. 
Um, so, I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I went there for four years, had a red shirt year as well. So, um, anyone as well, who's listening, you know, definitely utilize your, if, if you can't, if you feel like it's, a, it's a good situation for you, taking a red shirt year is, 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 not the end of the world. I think it could be a really good thing. Uh, it was one of the best things that uh, I was able to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, Buffalo was uh, definitely an interesting experience, you know, very cold, um, playing a lot of, you know, smaller D1 schools. We played against Matt Turner's uh, college over at Fairfield. We played against him. Um, and it was cool to see also his progression throughout his career, even from throughout college. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had, you know, a couple guys go pro from Canisius. I know you played with Asani Samuels, I think, at Rochester. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, if you don't play a lot of games in, in your college career, I think this is even the next thing. It's like, all right, you know, still don't worry. You know, think about how can I still get better, uh, you know, every day and think about, like, okay, can I utilize – my red shirt year you know um so for me like I, I utilized that and I transferred to uh, a D2 school after I graduated uh in, in Palm Beach uh Palm Beach Atlantic University and it was it, it was one of the best experiences I ever had over over down uh, at Palm Beach Atlantic and that really helped me uh progress to where I am today so um yeah I think it's interesting talking about the the red shirt year and you know not playing games because like that's how what my college career was like. Um, you know, I played 15 games in my first three years, uh, and I was reluctant to do a red shirt. It wasn't really a conversation that me and my coaches ever really had um, because I felt like coming in, I was I competed really well, I was playing at a good level, and like I was on the cusp. Um, but I had a, you know, I had a sophomore in front of me who was also really good and he, he was the starter as a freshman. And, um, and so I went through three years where I was, you know, competing with him and most of the time I was the backup and, you know, didn't get a lot of playing time. And I was, I was at that point, uh, you know, you're talking about where it's like, you haven't played a lot of games. I, I knew I wanted to play professionally, but then I was like, well, I, you know, I'm at the end of my junior year, I haven't played that very many games. I, you know, when I have played, I've played pretty well, but like, I've got one year to basically show everyone that I can, you know, play at a high level and, you know, if it doesn't go well, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I was kind of in that boat. I kind of wish I would have utilized, um, you know, a redshirt year, maybe my freshman year, kind of get, get used mm -hmm. to the college landscape, get used to competing at that level and then, you know, really have an extra year to do that. But um, it just didn't really, never really just, turned into a conversation that I, that I had with my coaching staff. So I think that definitely players should, should utilize that if it's not, if it's an option um, and it gives you a lot more opportunities uh, moving forward. But um, so after college, after you say you went to, you went to Palm beach um, and, and what was, what was the plan after college? What, what, what did you, what was the process you kind of went through to, to reach the professional level? Yeah, for me, like I, I definitely wanted to play professional, but like I wasn't getting like, any like I guess like people like calling me and, and you know reaching out to me so especially you know coming from a small d1 school and then going to a d2 school um so I I saw that the, that they had like these these pro combines that would go on so um 
and decided to sign up for one of them. It's called PSC uh, Combines, it's a pro soccer consulting, I believe that's what it stands for. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much like where I began like this, 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 this process of, you know, going to combines and, and getting seen by uh, pro scouts and, and yeah, I mean, you know, like it, it was very, it was very tough at first, but it was also like very, um, I thought it was very like, I thought it was fun, you know, it's like, wow, it's like, um, you know, it's like a new adventure and like, it's everything I really wanted to do, you know, it's, it's just to become, to play professional. So, um, yeah, so after, after college, I was just reaching out to, you know, a bunch of clubs, emails, calls, um, combines, like I said, and yeah, I mean, uh, I, I eventually, you know, I went out, ah, yeah, I, for, what were, I, I'm trying to think about what was my first, um, yeah, I first went out overseas, actually, to Denmark, um, you know, went, went for a couple of trials out there for a couple of weeks, you know, I met an agent at one of the combines, uh, and he invited me out, um, and so that was really the beginning of, like, my exposure to, uh the professional game um training with professional teams and, and in a new country um so uh yeah that was that was kind of the beginning right there there's a lot more but like i don't know where to how far to continue with that but yeah well i so i i like to i like to discuss this a little bit because i've never i remember when i graduated college i was like i was a little bit the opposite where i would I wasn't really reaching out to clubs or agents or coaches or anything like that. I, I honestly didn't really know what to do. And I, was, I didn't, I remember I didn't really want to go to combines. Um, and that was one of the reasons I just went to, I, I, I happened to have a connection with Rochester and I got a contract offer and I took that. Um, and looking back, you know, I kind of wish I would have put myself out there more and gone to more combines and, and been a bit more, more proactive. It's like, what you're saying is like sending emails to like, that these are things that uh, like plenty of guys can do, whether you're, currently professional or you're you're working to, to become professionals like being being proactive with your and, and like really putting yourself out there so people can know who you are uh, get a better understanding of, of what you're about and like you know you send out 100 emails maybe you get a response from like five of them but like the, the opportunity could be in there so you gotta you kind of gotta do that so i want to like what talk a little bit about that combine experience so like what is what are those combines like what is your mentality going into that mm. Yeah, definitely. And like, I also look, you got to look at yourself as a goalkeeper and as a person, like kind of like your, your own business in a way. Right. So like there's the, the talent side, right. That's your training. That's your, your, your ability as a goalkeeper. Um, and if you can make up the highest level as possible, you're more attractive for basically teams to want to sign you. Right. Whether that's at any level, youth, college, professional and then there's the other side right the marketing side because you can be the best out there but if no one really sure people are going to see you but like if you don't market yourself how is anyone going to find you right so there should be like I feel like there should be a balance of both right because even if you market yourself so much if you're reaching out to all these clubs but your film that you're sending them is trash or like you're you, you, you you're not working on your game um, they're, they're just not gonna, you know, 
respond or, or accept you. So, you know, that's, that's something, uh, you know, I try to, you know, give both up a lot, you know, um, in regards to like the combine experience, what's my mentality going in is like, all right, I've learned so much after doing a whole bunch of combines. Um, and I think at first, like my mentality, like right now, at least it's like, when you go into a combine, definitely just like acting like professional, you know, you only have three days, you know, when you meet people, shake their hands, say your name. Um, uh, and like, for me, like, just play, just enjoy it, you know, like ask people questions, you know, like, cause some of these combines people are in between contracts. So you're, you're playing with guys who have been in the professional game. Um, so for me, like, that's what I thought was really cool was, you know, I was, you know, around guys who have been in the professional game and like, all right, I'm trying to find a new contract. That's why I'm here at this combine. And I would just ask them questions, you know, um, how was it at their team and, you know, and, and just stay in touch with them even, you know, um, you know, if it leads to that, you know, like, you know, if, you know, you can follow them on social media, you know, and, you know, you guys can follow each other's journeys and, um, you can even, you know, reach out to them, you know, ask them, you know, further questions about that, you know, just being like a sponge and learning. It's really like, you know, like for me, like these combines, it's like, there's a whole bunch of coaches as well as there's a whole bunch of players that want to get this kind con- like a play at the professional level. So, um, you can learn a lot. That's, that's kind of my mentality in, in these combines one I can learn a lot two it's you can network a lot with these people and then three it's like I get games as well like I can like like at the my first combine oh it was just three days of just playing 11 v 11 games and I was like wow you know like I I could just you know I could showcase myself hopefully you know it'd be great you know if, if I can get seen from this but at the same time it's like I get to play, you know, 11 v 11 games and improve as a goalkeeper as well and just showcase my abilities. Um, so, yeah, I, that's, that's kind of my mentality in, into it. And I know, like, um, I think the biggest one is, like, like is, is in, in, the, in, 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 this, in this industry, is, is connections is huge. So, like, um, yeah, I mean, I ultimately was able to play for my first team over in Sweden through a guy who I grew up playing with in, 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 in Northern Virginia, but I met him again at that first uh, pro combine, and he ended up uh, connecting me to his former club in Sweden. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, I would say my mentality is just, you know, one is like, you know, like, how can you obviously how can you connect with others be professional play your game and enjoy it and and learn and be a sponge you know because these coaches too like I I never knew what like how the style is in Sweden or in in Denmark or in countries overseas or even in the USL too much so I would just ask you know you know what what are they looking for in a goalkeeper you know um you know what do they want you know um so yeah, I think the way you said their connections, like connections are key. Connections and relationships, and like 
that's why I tell a lot of these younger goalkeepers who now are like trying to break into to the professional game that I, that I know from going, you know, going from college, even from high school. It's like, you know, you say you're going into even, you know, whether it's a USL environment, an MLS environment, you're going overseas. Like, you know, just because you go on trial somewhere and it doesn't work out, you know, you maybe you performed well, they just don't have a need for you. Like that goalkeeper coach that you worked with, those 10 other goalkeeper coaches and, you know, in, in five different leagues that could that could potentially get you somewhere. Like building relationships is, is key and staying in contact with these people. And, you know, those that's the way that a lot of a lot of these these deals work. You know, like it's just a recommendation from from one goalkeeper coach who didn't need this kid, but but you know that this goalkeeper coach needs, it, and you know, and go from a recommendation here to a recommendation there, and now, and now you find yourself in a really good situation. So building those relationships is really key. Um, but now I want to talk a little bit about your experience overseas and what that was like. Um, I think that's one of the big reasons um, I felt like our listeners need to hear your stories because like, I feel like you've had a really unique journey um, overseas, and I kind of want to get dig a little bit into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been overseas. Uh, first time I went was in 2018 in the, uh, February uh, for three weeks. I first started out just going out for trials with, in, in Denmark. Um, and yeah, that was just the first experience. I highly also recommend anyone like if you're in high school or even younger, I mean, if, you know, during summer break or spring break, you know, go to your, you know, go overseas for a week and, and, and see how it is, you know, um, whether you're, if, if you have a connection just to train, you know, that way, you know, you can see the experience, you know, even in college, you could do that, you know, in your summer breaks or, you know, or spring breaks, you know, um, so, but for me, you know, I, I went over there, I, I saw what it was like at first. Um, but then, you know, ultimately I didn't first sign in Denmark. Um, I ended up signing in Sweden at first, uh, for IFK Omo, uh, division three, uh, in Omo, Sweden. Um, you know, not, not too big of a city, uh, which was good for me. You know, um, I first, you know, got connected from their former goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, he, he connected me with the club. It was, it was also a, a timing thing. You know, they were at the mid-season point and one of their goalkeepers got injured. Um, so, yeah, when I reached out to the club and that very week, their goalkeeper got injured. So it was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's bring you out. And, and I was able to sign right away. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I was able to uh, – play the, the second half of the season and um, we were already at the top of the table when I came so we ended up getting promoted um, so it was definitely a, a really interesting experience in regards to like wow like I was in a new country um, new culture new language uh, you know the primary language there is Swedish but you know everyone does speak English as well um, I think Sweden is is actually a really good country for Americans to to go over to, um, you know, they're pretty like accepting, I guess, to, to Americans and, you know, most people know English. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, you know, a good opportunity for me to, to get out there and, and start my career really. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, they, I was, you know, it was 
really cool to, you know, just to see a new culture, you know. Um, it's also very, another thing is like, it's not all like glitz and glamour. And, you know, when you go overseas, um, it's actually very difficult as well, um, you know, because you could be very alone as well. You know, it could be a very lonely um, a journey, you know, uh, it's just so different, you know, with the time zones, you know, it's six hour time zone difference from, you know, from the East Coast, uh, for me. So like, you know, it's just different, you know, you can't really go back home to, you know, your friends and family. Um, you, the, sometimes, you know, it's like, all right, it's nighttime there. It's like three in the morning here. So you can't even really call anyone, you know, um, so you really got to, you know, whether that's make friends over there or uh, have someone, you know, um, for me, it was it was my relationship with God that grew uh, a lot more in that process, you know, um, because, yeah, I mean, it was it was um, especially when it's like you, you got to be very strong mentally as well, especially it's like, you know, if, if you're, you know, whether you're having a, a bad game or bad training sessions, um, having those friends, uh, you know, or, you know, someone else or your relationship with God um, is it, very important because, um, you know, if, if you put like, I guess, like your identity in your performance, um, it could be very tough, uh, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, I would, I would say, you know, like, definitely like, you know, as goalkeepers, you know, you should definitely like mental health is a huge thing, you know, um, especially if you're going to challenge yourself to go to higher and higher levels, uh, whether that's a professional game going overseas. Right. So, yeah, that was the beginning of, of me going overseas. And after we got promoted into Division Two, um, I was actually looking for, you know, another club as well like I just wanted to keep moving up higher and higher um the club decided to you know not re-sign me um they instead they got a a, a local uh younger goalkeeper um who was you know had I guess they they was like a prodigy I guess you, you could say um for for that area so like that's another thing as a foreigner you you have to understand is like um you're going to have to be two times as a goalkeeper, at least like two times better than the, the locals that they have um, just because they're going to have to spend more money on you, uh, whether that's a work visa they can get you or, um, you know, your visa, your housing, everything as, as a, as an internet, as a foreign player, basically. Um, and and I'm going to, um, through another connection, I, I, I went over to Malmo City um, and played over there. They were Division Three, and that was in 2019. So, um, yeah, that was a really good season for me. I, you know, I, I was able to play 20 matches. Um, but at the beginning of that season, I didn't even think I was going to be over overseas again. You know, after my first, you know, half season in Sweden, um, I gave my chance back back home in the States, you know, with a couple of USL teams. Um, and yeah, I went over to Charlotte. That's where me and you were. That's where we trained together a little bit that first week of preseason. 
And um, uh, after that week of preseason, I had that offer in Denmark to, from, from an agent. He's like, yeah, this team really needs a starting goalkeeper. And so I was like, you know, hmm, should I stay here where it's, you know, a little more comfortable? I know you were established there, you know, or do I really take a chance to go back overseas, go to Denmark, this, this club um, that needs a number one, you know? Um, you know, I could have just, you know, stayed at Charlotte. It would have been easy for me, you know, because it was only me and you. There was no, I didn't see another goalkeeper there. But I was like, you know what? I I wanna I wanna go back overseas. So, you know, I I went back over to Denmark and uh, was on trial with uh, Kjellerup. But what was crazy was that drive back from Charlotte up to Northern Virginia. It's a six-hour drive. Uh, um, after I left, uh, the sporting director of the club in Denmark said, "Oh." And, and this is after I told Charlotte, yeah, I'm going to go back over to Denmark. Uh, he's like, oh, uh, sorry to let you know now, but just so you know, there's uh, a, another Polish goalkeeper coming in on trial. And uh, our head coach is Polish and our captain is Polish. And I was like, yeah. And this is what this is when I was like, hot when I just I just told the Charlotte coach, yeah, like I'm I'm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, you know, I got this trial offer in Denmark, you know, that I want to pursue. And I was like, I would think I was about halfway on the road. I was like, wow, like, that's tough. But I already purchased my, my flight, you know, and, you know, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm, uh, you know, you know, so, you know, I, I went over and, you know, they gave me, you know, they told me, we'll give you seven days. And then after that, we'll, we'll let you know. And, um, you know, when I get there, uh, the first, you know, first impressions are important. And the head coach is just like, you know, head down, you know, just, you know, not much really saying anything. And just like, yeah, our Polish goalkeeper came in today. And, um, but yeah, we'll give you, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I came from America. Like I'm, I'm still down to, you know, I, I want to give it a shot, you know? So, um, so yeah, after the seven days, long story short, their goalkeeper went back home to Poland and they told me they wanted me for the season, you know? So I was like, wow, that's great, you know? Because, you know, I like he, he didn't really perform in his trial match and I performed better in my trial match. So that was great. A big thing about playing overseas is the visas. You really got to be sorted with a visa. So this team was in the third tier in Denmark. They were trying to, they were fighting relegation. So that's why they really needed a strong goalkeeper because their starter had just left. Um, unfortunately, the visa just, the work visa just wouldn't go through. Um, that, that was one thing. And then another thing was, um, yeah, I mean, they just weren't super convinced with me, like I was saying before, being two times better than their their local Danish goalkeepers you know um they thought okay you know you're good maybe you're a little better but like again being a foreigner for them to 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 to, to buy your work visa and and, and spend more money on you it, you have to convince them for that so and it, after a month and a half there it ended up not working so um that's where I had a connection that uh from my former club in Sweden 
for for this uh, new club in, in, in Malmo, uh, which is the southern part of Sweden, uh, Malmo City FC, uh, Division Three. They have a team in the top tier called Malmo FF, which has you know been in Champions League. Um, but I was with Malmo City, and uh, yeah, they really needed a goalkeeper there, so I. You know, I, I left that, you know, that club in Denmark because, you know, they weren't going to they weren't going to have me. They didn't have me in their plan. Uh, so uh, hopped on a train four hours, went across the border over to Sweden. Um, and yeah, Malmo. Was, I, I really like Malmo. It's a beautiful city. Much different than uh, my, my other club in Sweden, which was like a small town. Um, and yeah, eventually you know, signed there and they really, you know, this is the, this, this team in, in Malmo really believed in me, which was great. Um, and they signed me for the season and yeah, ended up playing 20 matches there for 2019 and, you know, getting good video and helping the team. We were pushing, you know, for promotion at the beginning of the season, we were, you know, they had like the the predictions and we were they, they predicted us towards the bottom but by the halfway point we were at the third we were in third place you know so people are like wow like uh Mamo City's like pushing for promotion and um and it was great for me you know uh you know I was doing well making you know good saves you know pivotal pivotal moments of of, of matches you know um I, 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 another thing, like I would, you know, a, a piece of advice uh, about playing overseas as well is like that I wish I someone would have told me earlier is like try don't try to like jump leagues too quickly, you know, especially as a foreign player, um, because I always thought like okay I'm playing at this level, but I was always eyeing myself, but like at that mid season point, you know, I got some interest from higher clubs and I decided to uh try with them even though it was the mid-season break and um yeah I ultimately stayed with Malmo City for the for the later half of the season um but it's it's all you know part of the experience you know um you learn from the experience and the second half of the season even though uh, you know we were pushing initially uh, for, for promotion almost we kind of had we, we kind of went down a little bit um, and finished, you know, mid table in the second half of the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely say like one is like, OK, you either got to risk it and, and take the offer or like just don't um, try to jump leaks too much. That's kind of like out of your control in a way, you know, stay focused. If you're playing matches that's great you're gonna get seen um so yeah that was that that was the end of sweden end of 2019 and uh yeah um that was leading right up until 2020 when the pandemic happened so um yeah and then once i know that's a lot to unpack already but like once the once the pandemic happened it was kind of hard to go back overseas um, so there was a lot of, you know, the beginning half of 2020, those first six, seven months where I was just without a club. I was back in uh, Virginia. I was in Virginia. Yeah, I went to, you know, a couple places, 
you know, trials and whatnot, more combines, whatever. But, um, yeah, we ended up going to Northern Ireland. Uh, what was it? August? August of 2020. Yeah, for a couple months as well. Played a couple games there uh, with the lower division team, Lisburn Rangers, and uh, got more film. And, um, yeah, and then that led up to this year, 2021. So I mean, it's a it's a roller coaster, right? It's a journey. Like a, a lot of people don't really, you know, don't know a lot of the the details about you know an individual's path. They just see like where you end up, and you know they don't know all the hard work and the decision making and all the all the stuff that goes into getting to where you are, which is where you are now. You're with you know the Michigan Stars, and, and uh, you know how's that experience been? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, signed here two months ago. Um, so it's been great, you know, going from without a team to now with a team uh, starting my career here in the U.S. Uh, at the professional level has been great. Um, training every day. Um, you know, right now I'm the number two goalkeeper. Um, the starter here is he's he's uh, I'm learning a lot from him as well. So um, no matter what position you are, number one, two or three um, or even four, you know, just learn as much as you can um you know it's you know there's so many people that are you know without a contract that would dream to be you know in 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 your shoes no matter what um position you're in um so yeah it's been it's been great so far just training every day trying to get better every single day so I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'm, I, you know, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and sharing us your, your journey, your story. I mean, I think it's very, very motivational to, you know, to see, you know, what you've been through, what you've had to overcome and, and you know, both here in the U.S., overseas. Um, I think, you know, our, our listeners can definitely learn a lot from, uh, from, from your experiences. So, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you too long today. I know, and I got other things to do, but I really do appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, if there's any, any last words of advice you want to, you want to give or, you know, how, how can the, how can the listeners get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, you know, I have, you know, you can reach out to me. I think it's John underscore Hollinger 27. Um, H O L L I N G E R. Cause, uh, I spell my last name. Um, yeah. Instagram, we could just DM me there. Um, I also have my my brand is called a footballer's face um so that's at a underscore footballers underscore face and that's more of like you know my relationship with god and kind of like the journey as a footballer um and, and, and faith you know mixing those two together you know because um you know it does those two things don't have to be separate you know it's if it's your identity, uh, you know, is, is in, is for me, you know, identity is in Christ, you know? So like, if you know, you, as a footballer, you know, that might be kind of hard to navigate sometimes, you know? Um, so, you know, you can reach out to me there. You can check out some of that content. Um, and you can email me to John Hollinger, 24 at gmail.com. Ask me any questions and try to get back to you. So. Well, definitely, yeah. listeners should definitely reach out. You guys have any questions about John, his journey, or anything else? Go check out a footballer's faith. Um, learn more about that. Uh, so, yeah, John, really appreciate you coming on today. 
Uh, hope, hopefully things continue to go well with Michigan. Uh, I'll definitely be, be keeping in touch and, and following the career. But uh, just thank you again uh, for coming on. And, and to all our listeners, thank you for, for coming back for another episode of the Last Line Soccer Podcast. We really appreciate you guys and stay tuned for the next episode. And that's another episode of the Last Line Soccer Podcast in the books. Once again, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. As always, if you have any feedback for us, positive or negative, head over to the Prime Focus goalkeeping page to drop us a message. We also want to thank another one of our sponsors, Roughneck Scars, for all the work they do. If you're in need of great custom scars for teams or supporters groups, head over to roughneckscars.com to see what they have to offer. As always, guys, take care and stay tuned for the next Last Line Soccer Podcast episode. We'll <laughs>